with Gene and Blake. Hey guys, I'm Gene. Mean! Woo! Gene. And Blake is on a hiatus. He is a... Where is Balake at? Registered minister now. So if anyone is looking to get married and they want to have Blake do their wedding, you can book him now. Maybe we'll put his contact information up and you could have Blake be the official for your wedding when you get married on your special day. What a pleasant surprise that would be. No Balake here today. So let's get right into it. The San Francisco 49ers beat the New York football giants 30-12 Thursday. And the score doesn't do justice, in my opinion. I, I think it should have been more of a blowout, but the New York football giants decided they didn't want to get blown out, and they played a little bit of dink and dunk football, and it was pretty obvious they just didn't want to get smoked. And that TD before the half, in my opinion, was a very lucky drive because the one guy on the Niners special teams hit the return man, resulted in a 15-yard penalty, and then conveniently the hanky was thrown on a pass interference when the ball was intended to Darren Waller, and they scored an eight-yard rush from the eight-yard line, and that was the only touchdown of the game. The other two field goals, the one was a long one. Niners dominated this game. They had over 450 yards of total offense compared to the Giants, who only had 130. And Brock Purdy looked very good, very sharp. Kind of slow off, slow off the bat early on, but he threw for over 300 yards. And he had a touchdown to Debo, which was a 27-yard touchdown. And also, he threw a touchdown to Ronnie Bell. And if you follow the cooking... The Bookies Pod on Twitter, you would have seen that myself predicted Ronnie Bell to score an anytime touchdown. It was plus 500. I put 20 on it, won 100 easy dollars, easy bet, easy win. And the Niners dominated in, in a very dominant fashion in this game. So we will go through the Niners' stats in this game real quick. So Brock Purdy was 25 of 37 for 310 yards and two touchdowns. He was only sacked twice, and he made some really good deep throws. That one uh, back shoulder throw to Debo in the end zone when Debo caught it over the cornerback, amazing play, amazing anticipation throw by Brock Purdy. He shook off the cobwebs early on, and he performed amazingly throughout this game. Christian McCaffrey, 18 carries, 85 yards rushing at a 4.7 yard per clip. And he also had five catches for 34 yards, his best receiving output of the season so far. Dominant as usual. And Elijah Mitchell, there was a sighting. He had 11 carries for 42 yards at a 3.8 yards per clip. And he had three catches for two yards. So they're trying to even up the running back distribution, and they're trying to keep CMC from getting injured and overusage, which I agree 100%, especially against these lesser opponents. You're better off splitting the carries and making sure CMC is 100% throughout the whole season. And then Jordan Mason had a couple carries in garbage time, three for 11 yards. Debo only had one carry for two yards, so they didn't run him a lot. They didn't need to. So great to keep him 
from getting banged up as well. So perfect. Debo had six catches for 129 yards and that touchdown. George Kittle had a breakout game, which we said was highly likely, especially with Brandon Ayuk out, which was smart in hindsight to keep him out of this game. There was no point to have him in this game and re-injure that shoulder any further or clavicle, whatever it is. And George Kittle, he had seven catches for 90 yards. Looked really good. Jawan Jennings had two catches for 31 yards. It seems like whenever he catches the ball, it's for a first down. Very impressive. Ronnie Bell had two catches for 24 yards and a touchdown. And Elijah Mitchell, like I said before, had three catches for two yards. And Jake Moody. I think we have a legit kicker in San Francisco who can boot the ball far. You know, he was three for three on field goal attempts, three for three on extra point attempts. Don't have to worry about it. Don't have to worry about the kicking game anymore, which is great. You know, Robbie Gold, we were curious about his distance. You know, like 50-yarder was probably his max. This guy could be 60 yards. and it's It's great to be able to have that kind of advantage. And all those people that were complaining, oh, third-round pick for Jake Moody, oh, you're reaching, what a waste, what a terrible pick. Who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? Because there's a lot of kickers out there in this league who cannot perform, and Jake Moody is performing at a high level, and kudos to him. He started off pretty bad in the preseason, the injury, and just not looking great. He's got his his men, his mental and physical side is back 100%, and he is dominating in the kicking game. So kudos to you, Jake Moody. And Nick Bosa had a sack, and Javon Hargrave had a sack. I think the defense was putting a lot of pressure on them throughout the whole game. And this Giants defense, they were doing dink and dunk, so it's not, it wasn't like there was going to be seven sacks like the Cowboys had against them in week one when they beat them 40-0. to zero. I think they realized from their mistakes in that game that we're better off just dinking and dunking, and we just don't want to get blown out in this game. We know we have no chance in this game, and that's what Dayball conceded. He conceded every little short dinky pass, and the Niners' defense is so fast, you catch the ball a three-yard pass, you go nowhere. You get stonewalled. So for Brian Dayball to give in and give up like that, it's kind of it's very pathetic for them to do that, to have a game plan like this and put these players on the field knowingly the game plan they set up for them had a 0% chance of them winning. But no Saquon Barkley. Darren Waller looked really bad. He wasn't running routes very well. He was dropping passes, the one interception. I think it was by Hafunga. That was it. That was tipped in the that tipped off of his hands. Fred Warner tipped it up in the air. And then Hafunga picked it off. So let's talk about the giant stats in this game. Danny, Danny Pennies, like I said in the last episode, he is a waste of money. And the Niners, after the game, there's some Niners players commenting on how he's not worth $40 million a year. And I agree 100%. When you only beat the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions, and those are the games where you have over 300 yards last year, and every single other game that you played under 250 yards passing, and not that good. I don't see what they saw with this contract. You would have been better off drafting a guy. Or if you wanted to wait a year and rebuild and have a chance at Caleb Williams 
or Michael Penix from Washington, get a bridge guy. Get an Andy Dalton, who's better than Danny Penny's, in my opinion. Get a Jacoby Brissett and just tank a year. They shouldn't even resign Saquon Barkley. He gets hurt all the time. It made no sense. It doesn't make any sense what the Giants organization is doing. They draft Kayvon Thibodeau. He got pancaked by uh by Aaron Banks or, or no Burford. Burford pancaked him, gave him his lunch. It's just and then starting two rookie corners. Did you really realistically think that you could survive this season and build off of last year's uh wild card win by starting two rookie corners? It makes absolutely no sense. They thought Darren Waller would save all their issues. It did not. And it was very evident in this last game. So Daniel Jones, 22 of 32 for 137 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked twice. And this was surprising. He only had two rushes for five yards. They're trying to say he's a dual threat quarterback. And he barely ran because the Niners defense is so fast. They finally learned how to contain running quarterbacks. Finally. The next Niner, Matt Breed, only had four carries for 17 yards. He had a touchdown, that eight-yard rush, and he had three catches for one yard. So they contained him. The leading receiver for the New York Giants was Darius Slayton with three catches for 32 yards. Brightwell had two catches for 31 yards. Paris Campbell had six catches for 24 yards. Wondell Robinson had four catches for 21 yards. And Darren Waller had three catches for 20 yards. Bellinger had one catch for eight yards. And like I said, Brigida had three receptions for one yard. And for me reading all those stats, after they caught the ball, they got tackled immediately. There was no yards after catch for any of these guys. They had zero opportunities. The Niners defense stonewalled them. They had no chance to get yards after the catch. That's why... The score, in my opinion, is skewed. In my opinion, this game should have been 45-6. to six, And that was my prediction. I it's, On paper, when you have over 450 yards passing and the other team has under 130 yards total, excuse me, 450 yards total for the Niners on offense, total rushing and passing. And the Giants only had 130 total yards of offense. It shouldn't have been an 18-point game. Mr. Hankey came out. And had them get a touchdown, 30-6 to six would have been better. And ironically, keep an eye on this. The San Francisco 49ers have scored exactly 30 points in every single game so far this year. So maybe think ahead and do a, a bet for next week. Maybe they score 30, and the Cardinals only score three. So they have a pattern going on with 30 points. So keep an eye on that. So... Next week, they get to play the Arizona Cardinals. So we are going to have a preview of that next week. And right before that, a quick word from one of our sponsors. Summer is over and winter is around the corner. You didn't get the girl of your dreams and you're feeling the winter blues. Don't let the changing of seasons bring you down because I have the program for you to make all of your dreams a reality. It's Vito's 90-Day Body Transformation Challenge, and it's finally been released to the public for you. He'll make your body goals come true. This program will get you into the best shape of your life and have you ready for gym, tan, and laundry. Hey, how you doing? This also includes a full diet program. Gabagool. 
Over here. With all the traditional Italian pasta dishes and homemade gravy. Gravy, gravy, tomato sauce. For the low price of $99.99, you can get the Vito workout program and diet today so you can get a jump start on your personal health goals. Don't waste time. Do not hesitate. Pick up that phone and call for Vito's workout program. Oh! All right, and we're back. So another thing I liked was the first half, it seemed, the Niners' defense under Steve Wilkes was playing more of a soft zone coverage and letting these receivers be able to do crossers and other short routes and get a little bit of small chunks. And in the second half, he started playing press man. And when you're playing receivers who aren't that good, and you have decent corners that can play press man and Steve Wilkes, that's his that's his forte to teach that to corners, press man. Once they started doing that, they were completely shut down in the second half. They had no answer to that press man. And it showed because they didn't do anything after that. After they switched over, they did nothing with that. So it was impressive. And like I said, that TD to start off the uh, third quarter, that was BS in my opinion. It was just a way to make this game closer and more entertaining. So it's just the way it is. But Blake will be back for the next preview. We'll be recording this week. We'll do a deep dive into the Niners-Cardinals game. The Cardinals are one of the worst teams in football. They have one of the worst coaches in football in Jonathan Gannon. He is absolutely clueless. He should get fired probably now. His players don't respect him. He blew the Super Bowl. He had an all-time defense. And they basically carried him to a head coaching job. And I don't think he will ever be able to be a head coach ever again. He will get fired after this year. And the Arizona Cardinals are a dumpster fire. They must be tanking for Caleb Williams. Kyler Murray wants to come back, but who knows? They might just keep him out because... They want to keep losing games. They have no they have no ambition to win. They were up 20 to 0 against the Giants last week and they stunk it up so bad they blew that game. They got blown out. They're going to get blown out by the Cowboys and they're just an ugly organization. And Niners should have another easy win and then the following week the Dallas Cowboys will come to San Fran. So That'll be a true test, and we will see who the top dog in the NFC will be after that game. But another quick word from one of our sponsors. Hey, guys, this is Gene from the Wide Niner Pod and the Cooking the Bookies Pod. Have you guys ever thought of going to a nice destination? Sand, beach, ocean, fishing galore? Well, I had the spot for you. It's called Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And the perfect spot to go would be out on the water with Captain Osman himself. Fine catch fishing charters. Captain Osman knows the ins and outs about fishing, traveling out at sea in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Beautiful spot to go. I've been on this boat several times. Great time. If you want to check him out, go to Fine Catch fishingcharters.com and book a trip today in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. 
I will be putting Captain Osman's information in the bottom of the bio. Visit the website, book, and enjoy a great time with Captain Os. Now we're back. So another thing, if you aren't aren't already following the Cooking the Bookies pod, ever since the NFL season opened up, I'm up $3,000 with my bets. We're giving out free bets left and right, exclusive bets on the pod, exclusive bets on the Twitter and the Instagram. Follow, 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 rate, like, subscribe. Vito's hilarious. We have a great time on the show. It's a great show. Just uh, listen to it. Give it a listen. And we appreciate everybody's support. We appreciate everybody's support in this podcast. And a quick word from one of our sponsors. Ladies, are you looking for love? Tired of the same boring dinner dates? Getting to know someone? Want to spice things up in your love life? Well, the time is now for you to sign up and join the Italian Bachelor. Oh, Python. Featuring Vito. Get swept away by Mama's Home Cooking and the aromas of parsley and oregano. You'll be introduced to family members from across this tri-state area and consider you one of their own. Experience the life of a true Italian housewife by spending time at home with no AC and prepping meals all day for extended family that you hardly even know. Vito, he will take you out to a nice romantic dinner, get you a nice heart-shaped pizza, and on Sundays, he'll cook you some nice homemade tomato sauce. Vito, always dresses to impress, has slick back hair, and the gold chain. Ladies, don't miss out, because spots are filling up faster than Uncle Giuseppe's stomach at a buffet, the Italian bachelor coming to meat markets near you. And we're back. So, just saw the Dallas Cowboys lose to the Arizona Cardinals 28-16. to So, it seems like there's no debate who the best team in the NFC is. It's obviously the San Francisco 49ers. And that same Dallas team will be traveling to San Francisco in two weeks. So it'll be very interesting to see what kind of team shows up for that game. Because if they have the same offensive line they had today, the same terrible run defense they had today, it's going to be a walk in the park for the 49ers. Also, the Arizona Cardinals, the Niners play them next week. So we will see how that game goes. I think the Niners will be more prepared. They will realize that they do not want to be with the Cowboys and show up flat to a team that has nothing to lose. It doesn't matter if they win or lose because everybody's counting them out. You cannot let them capitalize on certain things like the Cowboys did today. They ran for over 200 rushing yards on the Dallas defense. Stephon Gilmore looked very old tonight. He got burnt several times, and he's 33 years old. So father time is catching up to him. And Mike McCarthy... He pointed the blame to Kellen Moore last year, got him fired. And he's he's calling the plays, and some of his play calling was very questionable. Went for it on a fourth down instead of a field goal. Then he went for a field goal instead of going for it late in the game. Just bad decisions all, all around. A lot of bad penalties. And the, the Niners, they're looking pretty good. They could be 4-0 when they meet Dallas in two weeks. So... Looking very good. The NFC is starting to look a little clearer. Very curious to see how the Philadelphia Eagles play at Tampa Bay Monday night. I'm starting to feel like there might be some money to be made on the money line for the Buccaneers. Not too sure how legit the Eagles are this year with their first two games. So 
the NFC power struggle, it seems like the Niners are in control of the throne as the number one team in the NFC. Also, from this past game the Niners played, Trent Williams made Robinson his bitch when he bitch slapped him, basically. And then he posted on Twitter after, or not Twitter, Instagram, on his Instagram, of him swinging at him. And then he had a movie quote after. Absolutely hilarious. He owned the guy. Um, the guy was running his mouth the whole game. So you don't talk to Trent Williams that way and expect to not get in a little altercation with him. So maybe next time, keep it to yourself and just play football. You know, if you're good, let your play uh, speak for itself. So, but very surprised with the Cowboys losing today. And Jerry Jones must be furious after this loss. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens next. Also, very glad they sat Ayuk. Like I said before, they didn't need him. Let him rest to get the extra time to rest. And I'm expecting him to be fully prepared and ready for the Arizona Cardinals this upcoming Sunday. It's best to avoid re-injury. It's best to let these guys rest, especially when you don't need them against a Giants team that was just god-awful. Also, another big thing in the NFC playoff picture, very early on in the season, Derek Carr got injured. Not sure how severe it was, but after he got injured, they couldn't score any points. So it seems like the Niners, as I said, it's very early on, could pull away from these other NFC teams that it's it's wide open in this this conference. There's no powerhouses like the the Chiefs or the Bills or the Dolphins. It's just, it's the Eagles and the Niners. And if the Eagles fall off tomorrow night, the Niners could sit on top. If the Niners get the number one seed, everything will come through Levi's and it'll make it so much easier. Home field advantage, won't have to travel to uh, Lincoln Financial Field or travel anywhere else. The road to the Super Bowl will go straight through San Francisco and make it that much easier to finally bring home the sixth Lombardi to the San Francisco 49ers. And we'll see you guys next time. Like I said, we're going to do a preview of the Arizona Cardinals game. And Blake will be back. He will be done with his minister duties. And like I said, if anyone needs a minister, Blake's your man now. He'll give you some, uh, he'll talk about McGlinchey and Cabo at your wedding for a price. So we'll see you guys next time. And I'll do Blake's thing. Bang, bang. Niner game. See you guys. You can find the Wide Niner podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Music.